I bring up the cups, Ross. Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Lock Executioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and power bombing you right in the ear holes today. I never know what to say after that. The theme song goes off. Still don't know. Do you? <laughs> that sound? No, no. I, I want to go right into it. Welcome to the... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I would not to, but do it. So now we have, we have the song. It's now digitally put in. Is that how you'd say that, Ross? I like so we that just hit now. a button and it plays. Thanks to Kevin Jakovic of the You Know Jack podcast. Instead of me holding the little Bluetooth speaker up here, it looks so janky. It's now digitally. We just hit a button and it plays. So... New views, the podcast. New view, I'm yep. Things are changing in here. Set up a little different. Yeah, a little change. The next, I feel like the next podcast is going to be bigger. We're putting in permanent cameras because, like, as our guest found out today, every time we come in here, it's look, like look at that. The first time, look at that. I like that. That's like professional, right? That's, Doesn't it? That's fun. That's some Joe Rogan shit up in here, isn't it? You can really see our. Um, room here we got a janky little cord over there coming out who uses that charger well i did um but we're gonna have permanent cameras set up in here and actual cameras because right now we use our two phones and an ipad so we got cameras going in hopefully that'll be for the next one and we'll have permanent shots and it won't feel like the first time every time i feel like i got some room we do have yes because we moved yes we <laughs> every time we'd be knocking over our, our our butts would run into the tripods and knock it around so we got some cups what about the cups ross can is it yes even got one for the guest angie kaiser of unlimited prints imprints made these for us i knew these were coming i did not know. the coasters we got coasters these are Wow. I didn't get a coaster. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we things are really coming along here, Ross. You know that? Uh, we're really we stepping up. Figure out what to do on the walls and we're rolling. Yeah, we got to get dec some decorations going in. Like so today on the podcast, we want to welcome Laura uh, Burton to the podcast. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. It's if, good to be if, here. if I was doing the sound effects, I would have hit clapping today, but Ross is. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot going on. I know you do. I know you do. show to get used to this. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now Laura started out and in, in went to nursing. She'll let her tell the story, but just real quick. So she was in nursing for like 13 years and just kind of didn't like how the, the healthcare system works, which is right up our alley because neither do we. We think sugar is the devil. We do, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Let's we do it. <laughs> And so she uh, started her own practice of functional medicine where she kind of combined modern-day medicine with, with functional medicine instead of just, you know, treating what's going on with the person or whatever, masking the problem. She's looking at getting to the heart of the problem and what actually caused it and, uh, you know, uh, curing that. So Novel well, idea. I'll, uh, <laughs> and, and here I, I did some outside research. <laughs> Go back to a couple shows though, as I was I had talked to you um, about that. I, I I assume it was allergies that I get mm -hmm. every year about the same time, and it just gives me the severe uh, tiredness. Um, I don't want to use depression, but it feels like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just so out of it. Lethargy, um, fatigue. Yes, fatigue a big a big part of it. Um, so I I did go visit her. 
Um, we did blood work. We did a hair analysis. Uh, Where'd you get the hair from? <laughs> don't tell me. Don't don't Shave tell me. Save. Don't tell me. <laughs> Uh, put me on some vit- a multivitamin, a uh, digested vitamin, and then some, what is it, dehis for the for the allergies. Mm-hmm. And, and so far, the fatigue has went away. Um, mm-hmm. I could say some, I, the fatigue has went away. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next September, October. Because mm-hmm. um, usually it lasts about, this, the time frame of September, October is really where that fatigue kicks in. So... Uh, but that has went away. But even when I was sitting in your office, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I told you, I could go lay on that on your little couch and take a nap. Mm-hmm. I probably couldn't fall asleep, but mm-hmm. I just felt like my eyes were so heavy. Yeah. Um, so she has me on a dehist, Zypan. Mm-hmm. Um, Good digestive enzyme. Catalan mm-hmm. is the multivitamin. Standard process. And then I, you know, she told me to put salt on my food. I, I'm like, I, I don't remember the last time <laughs> I put salt on my food. Well, so she gave me some Celtic sea salt. Yep. So I just put it a little bit in my hand a couple times a day, water. Yeah. I, you know what? I immediately wake up every day and then my little, I call it my bulletproof <laughs> shake. I have a Himalayan pink sea salt. Oh. And I got this from a podcast. A guy said to, to do that because we lose these minerals or whatever at night. Yeah, you know, we're dehydrated. made of salt. And we've yeah. told people not to eat salt. And right, exactly. problem worse. <laughs> exactly. So I guess you'll probably be able to find out a lot more once the uh, once you get the blood and well, hair analysis. He's gotten the blood work in. So blood we'll touch base on in. it a little bit today. I don't, okay. I don't even know about it yet. Oh, gotcha. So I'm going to let her talk a little bit. Don't embarrass me, but I mean, <laughs> I got issues. Let's talk about so, it. But you can also talk about the positives too, okay? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> well, sorry, there was none. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so let's, let's first of all, let's, we're going to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit. Uh, we're, as Ross likes to say, we're going to pivot. Um, so give us kind of your background, your medical history, ha- how that started. Awesome. Yeah, so I have always been very interested in health. My mom was a nurse. Um, I started off going to Lewis and Clark for art, actually. I loved to paint um, and quickly realized I didn't like to paint on command. So on my way out to Lewis and Clark, there's Cletus Nutrition right there. Mm-hmm. Back when they used to have the um, food served, the restaurant in the back there, Jamie, whenever before he passed, but... Um, I would stop there and get lunch every day, and it just was like I heard angels singing. Do you know about that place, Cletus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't. I didn't know anything about their having food. I just I thought it was more of a. Used to have a restaurant in the back, and okay. oh my gosh, the, it was the best food ever. The salmon was there; it was so good. But it just you walk in that place, and it feels like health, mm. right? So everything from the brochures on the on the shelves to all of the different nutrients and and vitamins and supplements, I was just like, wow, this is, this feels right. <laughs> Yeah. So I just kept going there and learning more and quickly kind of changed my route to science. And I got my associate's degree in science. Um, still wasn't real sure what I was doing. I was also working at a bar, bartending too, at the franchise sports bar down, down the street. <laughs> oh, the franchise. Put me through nursing school. Good <laughs> old chise. The old I'm franchise. I'm an OG chise girl. <laughs> you should have worn your referee shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't. I have nightmares about that still. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was a good place. Um, great place to put me through nursing school. But so my mom, you know, I was very interested in health. I actually watched an episode of Oprah that had Dr. Andrew Weil on it. He's the original Mediterranean diet guy. Talked about food and and fats and how important they are for the brain and all of this. So, you know, I was really interested in health. My mom's a nurse. She's like, why don't you go to nursing school? You can always specialize. So 15 years later or so, that's what I'm finally doing. (laughs) 
So anyway, I went through the nursing track. I got my associate's degree and then started working in ICU. I worked at Alton Memorial ICU for uh, almost 15 years. And always in ICU, huh? Always in ICU. Wow. I loved ICU. Mm-hmm. It made sense to me. My brain was that of, I need to know the whys. I need to know what their labs look like, what brought them in, what's their history, health history, what's the doctors say. I needed to know it all. It's hard to do on five, six, seven patients on the floor. So I knew ICU was where I belonged. Two patients, you got to know everything about them. You got that intimacy. You got to, to know them. So did that and saw, you know, saw a lot of good stuff too going on, but just saw a lot of lack, a lot of, we lack prevention. You know, we're really good at putting out fires. I saw medicine save lives. It's great. It's needed. But why, how do we prevent us from getting there? I just kept seeing people get sicker and sicker. You know, the 80s, the 90s are old, old. They were on a baby aspirin and maybe something for their blood pressure or something. And then the 50s, 60s, 70s are coming in. They're on 20 different medications and dialysis. And then 30s and 40s are coming in and <clears throat> and having heart attacks. So I'm like, we are not okay. <laughs> right. We have a problem. So one thing, when I walked <clears throat> out of her office, mm. um, it hit, when she was talking about that in her office, like that hit me like, I want to prevent because I want to stay off of all the stuff that she's talking about. Yeah, I want to prevent. And uh, what what'd you say? Is it the blood work or the hair analysis can track stuff for 30 years in advance? 30 years hair in advance. Hair analysis can detect disease 30 years in advance. And this, I'm skipping ahead to something I want to say, but I was listening to a podcast here recently <clears throat> about, uh, about physicians now and like to make a profit, they really, can, they're <clears throat> the, the time that they should see a, a patient should only be about seven or eight minutes. Correct. Is how much on average, if they want to make a profit and see a great profit and blah, 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 that Literally they should only see, they should only see their patient about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And they, do you think they're coached on that then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, that's what this podcast thing. is. I was, you know. Yeah. So it, like they're never doing hair analysis. <laughs> no, we're you not know? getting into a detailed history. We're not, I mean, it's, you can't let the patient talk. If a good doctor will let the patient talk and the patient will give you the diagnosis. Uh-huh. That's what this, this podcast talked about. Like doctors used to be back when they started, they, they had a little leather bag. They would go to your house. They would know every, they would know everything about you. They'd know your living conditions. They'd know how many kids they could see your food that you're eating in your house. They, they just knew everything about you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Making those house calls. And that's just the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now you get seven minutes, yeah. you know? Um, so <clears throat> at what point in, uh, we'll call it in modern medicine, working at the hospital, did you know that, okay, I'm, I, I'm making a difference, but I, I'm not making the difference I want to and I need to figure out how to do that. Correct. So naturally, I just wanted to know more. Like, why? Why is their blood pressure high? Of course, my love was nutrition, so I was learning about magnesium in the body and contracting and relaxing and each role of everything. But it really uh, hit me just because I just kept seeing the same patients come back and come back, and it dawned on me that we're not healing or curing anything. We are treating symptomatically, even in primary care, even in prevention. It's a pill for every ill. You come in, you have a problem, here's your pill for that problem. You come back, you got more problems, usually a side effect of the pill you got. Nobody's digging deep to treat the root cause of anything. So finding functional medicine was light bulb. (laughs) And I'm jumping ahead, but doctors truthfully don't want you healthy because if you're healthy, you don't see them and they don't, 
They, I mean, I know they have to make a living. They have giant, and a lot of it stems from the giant uh, student loans that they have. Absolutely. That they have to pay those off. So, do you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. I mean, and, and, and the, they, if you don't come, like me, I haven't, been, I haven't had to check up or anything in like 11 or 12 years. If I was, if if some a doctor's patient was, ever, if every doctor's patient was like me, I mean, they would be out of business. Right. And, and I get it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's also, you, you have to make a living as well, you know? I get that, but yeah, I don't know. It's the rigor, the rigorous medical schools, you know, how, how rigorous their training is. There's a whole nother logic behind that. Like they don't sleep, they don't eat right. They have to get through all of the schooling. Then they have all of these student loans to pay off so that the pressure's on them to start their practice, to see as many patients as they can, just starts the snowball effect of exactly what you're saying. And, and I guess probably, like you said, they're tired, they're, the, the pressure's on them in school. And, and really you're just, you're learning to pass, like, <laughs> like I did, <laughs> like you're learning to pass the test. Right. Maybe you're not learning to be great at what you're going, mm -hmm. what your profession, they just want, you just got to memorize it, pass that test right. and get on, you know? Yeah. I like to think that their hearts are in the right place They mm -hmm. do it for the right reason. They genuinely care about their patients and they want to see them get better. And a lot of the good ones are questioning this. Like we're not treating anything. We're not mm -hmm. digging down to the root cause. So I'm excited about functional medicine and teaching other doctors about it and, you know, showing them what it can do for their patients because genuinely I believe they want their patients to be well. Right. I think the pharmaceutical company. <laughs> the insurance company. I think the insurance company, the pharmaceutical company, all of them are kind of. So what was your first move? So what did you do to try to make a difference? You're in the, you're in nursing 13 years, with 13 years, 13 years. years. Yep. And so you're in it 13 years and you just, you see, you see some pr flaws in the system. So what do you do? So I go to back to school. Okay. <laughs> I went back to school. Staying in, staying in nursing while and going to school at the same time? Correct. Okay. Yeah, working full time, going back to school, got my bachelor's. Mm -hmm. oh, that was great. Still wasn't what I wanted to learn. I'm still trying to figure out how food works in the body and how, you know, food is medicine. Um, didn't really get that much, but luckily that was my hobby. Mm -hmm. Continued on my track for a master's. So I was, well, I'll become a nurse practitioner. So I started the nurse practitioner route. It's very rigorous. The schooling is very difficult. Working full-time and raising two kids was very taxing. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then I, I started off my master's training kind of the way I did my bachelor's with full-time. So I jumped into master's. It's not the same as your bachelor's. It's, it's a lot more difficult. So I was in advanced pathophys, advanced pharmacology, and some clinical nursing classes, community health. And I got a C in pharmacology. They told you at the beginning, if you ever get a C in the program, you were out. Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, crap, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It was hard, though, for, for me to learn and memorize all of these classes of medications, knowing that it would be changed in three years when I graduated. So I was like, okay, well, I've always been a little bit more holistic. Maybe I should be a chiropractor or a naturopath or something like that. So kind of took to the Internet. How do I be holistic? How do I get certified? How, I, how do I learn how to heal people? Um, so I stumbled upon functional medicine in your, in your office. You said something interesting to me. You said that when you brought that chiropractic, um, up, you said that maybe you should have went into that. Mm -hmm. Why'd you say that? Why do you believe that? I'm guessing for the I title believe. for, for more like, uh, what's the, you're guessing wrong. <laughs> for a well, title. Right. Well, I don't mean, I mean like, <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, for, you know, um, probably because 
functional medicine is the science behind what chiropractic does in a big way. They're doing these things. They're learning the body as a whole. They're putting together the nutritional portion of it. They get all of that. I believe they're the original doctors, chiropractors, naturopaths, before the invent of the AMA, before that rabbit hole. Um, so what, what they do and what you do, very closely related. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of same beliefs. And- functional medicine in Edwardsville, Dr. Fry, he's a chiropractor. Most functional medicine practitioners are DCs, chiropractors. Okay. So I feel like it's it's going to come to conventional medicine, and nurse practitioners are probably going to bring it, I think, the most, because there's such a shortage of doctors. <laughs> nurse practitioners are coming. We've done the bedside. We've seen what I've seen. We're not healing and curing anything. What are we doing? I, I just <laughs> heard on, answers. on a podcast that there's going to be this giant shortage of physicians here. I think they said like 150,000 short or something like yeah. something crazy like that. And now there's there's already a giant, like if you want to go see your doctor, right? There's a month waiting list. Yeah. And so I heard that's even going to get way worse that there's people just, the older doctors are all retiring and other people don't want to go into it just yeah. because. Especially primary care. Yeah. You know, they're going in specialties to make the big buck. Mm-hmm. You know, so primary care is lacking, and that's we're supposed to be the orchestrators. We're supposed to you know funnel you here and there. That's another big mistake we ever did was branch out the body by specialty. Here you get the lungs. Here you get the heart. <laughs> you get the right. endocrine system. It all works together. We yeah. have got to figure out how. So that's what functional medicine does. So you uh, so you go back to school. You start looking in the functional thing. So. What's your first step? You open your own practice at that point? No, or? I was working in a, for a conventional doctor um, here in the area mm-hmm. and learned a ton. Got, you know, my bearings about me, got my confidence up, learned a lot, and um, still knew that I wanted to do my own thing because I would take too much time with them. Like you said, I mm-hmm. got 15 minutes tops with every patient, and I am a talker. Ross knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot to say, and I want. Well, them you're to you're tell passionate me. about your subject. Do you know, it's not like you're talking about like oh, I, I don't got know Yellowstone. You. I want to hear from the beginning. I want to hear how your pregnancy with yourself was. How mm-hmm. was your mom's pregnancy with you? How was your birth? I want to know it from the beginning. I have an 18 page form that you fill out before you see me that gives me so much information into your background. <sighs> Let me tell you about this. Uh, it's hey it's you should not tell you shouldn't have brought that up because <laughs> scares some people like him and me if i don't have to sign up for an 18 page report before i got in there yeah i do hey, try and tell i'm people sure mine like, was very skimp <laughs> don't know Brief. skip 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 okay yeah, we'll talk about that shit in the meeting most of the men's are. i'll give you that They're but that's but that's, that's but that's all I. it need makes though. sense you do though. what you can some people need every bit of that yeah. by the time they get to me they've been through every CAT scan and MRI and specialty and they're at their wits end. That's usually whenever they find me. You know, because <laughs> they phys- need that. They uh, fill every single portion out. I mean, physicals today are the same that they were like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, weren't they? You come in, you, you, you know, they you hit your knee and you know, I you get a little kick, you yeah. cough, he grabs your nuts, you cough, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it had, that hasn't changed. Has it really? Not really. It's just a sort of quick, yeah. yeah. Everything seems to be working. Yeah. You know, sounds good. Yeah. But what are your cells doing? So you're going to functional. You're working with a, a regular physician. Yep. Uh huh. So, so I did. I graduated with my functional medicine certification and two weeks later graduated with my nurse practitioner. Started off in conventional medicine, was working um, 
struggling trying to keep them in 15 minutes, but still give them my little feels <laughs> and try and discuss. How now, as the doctor who's off issue, he's like, oh, oh, come on, like, hey, come frustrated with me. He knew my heart was in the right place. Right. He knew that I was, you know, I was good. He had overhead, though. But man, get him in and out. And eventually he hired a PA to kind of do what I was doing and then let me do nutrition, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm so grateful to him for that. Yeah. And then I worked at a chiropractor's office. I I switched there and to Glenn Carbon. I worked with uh, Dr. Morningstar. At Morningstar Chiropractic, doing he sounds good. That's I would like to go to a doctor yeah, in Morningstar. Wouldn't awesome. you, Ross? He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he I did. Awesome. He does. I did Synex's treatments where we and I injected vitamins along nerve pathways and hooked you up to a machine to help with neuropathy pain. So I did that for a year while I was trying to get my own thing going, and mm-hmm. in the meantime, got a collaborative physician to back me up, and then started renting out one room out of Dinkelman Health in Wood River. And slowly but surely. What, what year was this that you started your own? Oh, it was, so I graduated 17, so probably 2020. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Great year Perfect to start. <laughs> if you're in health, Yes and was. no, a little bit of both, you're right. <laughs> you know, it's, health, it's good and bad. I mean, things were kind of shutting down at the time, but yeah, also people were a little bit. nervous about their health also. So. Yeah. So Hopefully it, it made people a lot more aware of their health mm-hmm. yeah we saw a lot of good stuff if they'd listen to our podcast and hear our rants about it ross building up their immunity and things like that, that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out if my immunity is that good here <laughs> <laughs> well the immune system isn't actually a system it's a component of all the other systems so your thymus gland your lymphatics your you know your red blood your bone marrow your red blood cells all of that uh, so. You said something earlier, um, which I, I love the line of, and I, me and Todd definitely believe in this, and we, we've talked about this a lot, that you said food is medicine. Um, yes. And Hippocrates. I think we both wish we, we lived by it a little better, but I think we do. I mean, yeah. Obviously. We, well, you're but, ta- yeah. but you always think, <laughs> we're oh, pretty good. Man, I should, we're yourself. better than most people that we know. Yeah, yeah. 95%. Well, that's a little bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Our areas, you know, kind of struggles. We got what, what is your diet like on a daily basis? I try and eat well. I really do. Single ingredient, whole foods. I've come a long way. I'm not perfect, but for a time, whenever I was sick and dealing with my own health issues, I was. I really was stringent. I did really strict keto for like six months while I was trying to get off my sugar addiction. Nurses are rewarded with a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have it on their I desk, like little mini candy bars and oh, things like that. Oh, you got baked goods, you got scones in the bag, you got bagels, you got, and God love families, but that's how they reward us, you know, mm-hmm. bringing all these sweets, and man, I was addicted. So I did really strict keto for about six months, real clean eating, didn't have anything bad, and then we went on vacation to Wisconsin, where it's the cheese state. Vacations don't count. Oh, right. That's what I thought. <laughs> so I had some a little bit of Superman ice cream here. I had a little bit of a steak burger with just half the bun. And I had picked off some of the breading off the fried vegetables, and I was sick for three days. Yeah. I almost went to the hospital. Yeah, and nurses don't do that. <laughs> but I almost did because I could not keep anything in for three days. I was like, okay, this is real. So My body touch, does not like these. Let's things. touch base. What? Just give us a quick rundown in general. What would your daily? If you're telling someone, hey, this is how it daily routine diet is. Yeah. So a day in the life of my diet, (laughs) sometimes I usually fast because I'm to that point. Once you balance your hormones and your adrenals are working good and your your 
um, thyroid's working good, then females, it really is, and anybody, it's really good to, to fast. You guys probably know all about fasting. Mm-hmm. So I usually will fast until about, from about 4.30. Really helps when I come to circuit because <laughs> you don't want to eat after that. <laughs> um, fast from about 4.30 till about 10.30 the next morning. 4.30 in the afternoon to 10.30 the next day. Dang, mm-hmm. that's rough. Yeah. That's a rough, that's a rough little I've time to up, start it. I've built up to what, that. So it? don't just start straight out the gate with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have been like, that's kids play. <laughs> well, geez, I, I do those fasts like periodically, the 24, 72 yeah. or whatever. But that's like. That's a daily routine for you though. Not daily, probably about two to three times a week. So okay. it just depends mm-hmm. on if I'm fasting or not, whether I have. So, so you come to circuit on a Tuesday night, you eat like an hour and a half before, and then you don't eat again until. Yeah. No. But then your body, but your body uses that stored fat and the things you stored. People mm-hmm. don't realize that, that your body will use what you already have in it exactly. for, for and energy. That's, that's really healthy for us because we eat up bad cells. It's called autophagy. Mm-hmm. We eat up our bad cells. So we also burn fat. We use the fat for fuel. So that's how we can lose weight. So let's keep an optimal. L- let's back up a little bit. So let's go normal day. Mm-hmm. Breakfast. Eggs. Eggs. Eggs all day. And we, I love eggs. I, I, she put up a post about <laughs> eggs the other day and I put, I, I eat six Good to eight day. eggs every day. Fantastic. And that might be on, that might be on the low side. Sometimes yeah. it's eight to 10 eggs a day. Eggs are amazing. It's yeah. a great source of chromium, chromium, Chromium helps our blood sugar transport inside of our cells for, for energy. Um, it's a perfect protein, six grams of protein per egg. Is, is there anything with your eggs that you do? I mean, salt. <laughs> eggs and salt. Eggs and salt. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and it's so, great fats. Bra- it's oh, great yeah. fats. Fats are so important. I really like mashing it up with like a huge tablespoon of Kerrygold butter. Putting okay. that and heating that up, mashing it up, lots of salt. That's my breakfast. <laughs> do you have a snack before lunch? No. No, usually. Well, I I do a bulletproof coffee. I usually do like a mushroom coffee and I'll put a couple tablespoons of MCT oil in there. A couple drops of stevia, maybe a scoop of collagen. Shake that, blend that. Fantastic. And then lunch. Lunch. So I'm on the go. What should I eat or what I... (laughs) Should you? Yes. Let's go with should. So you should have lots of vegetables. I mean, that should be a primary source of our nutrients is vegetables. Helps our mastication muscles, which helps prevent sleep apnea. Um, Just chewing raw vegetables is very good for us. And some protein in there, of course. So maybe some more eggs, uh, maybe a grass-fed meat stick. Uh, Since I'm on the go, I usually eat a lot of those. Those chomps, they're really good. Um... Fats, you need fat. So sometimes I'll have a, a bowl of soup or some leftovers from the night before. I'll bring that in with me for, for lunch. Um, and then dinner will be meat and vegetables and plenty of fat. You, I mean, only, you only eat three days, uh, three times a, a day. day. Now, what do you think your cal- caloric intake? I, like, I almost said calorie. I, mean, I want to say, say the word caloric. Mm-hmm. I want to say that. Caloric Ross. intake. Yeah. I mean, the people know um so what would you do you have and where do you like to keep your caloric intake a day calories really because calorie in calorie out is not true you don't think so absolutely really no calorie for calorie like a calorie of of well i well i agree with you there that like yes a calorie isn't the same when it comes you know i'm saying all calories are not created right i agree with you there Yes. I don't so much count calories as I do sometimes carbs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm trying to lose weight, I'll, I got my carb manager app I do. 
Um, so I count carbs. I try and keep that under 30 or so. Uh, I don't count vegetable carbs, though, mm-hmm. unless I'm noshing on mashed potatoes, which I don't eat a whole lot of on occasion. I will. Um, but, yeah, vegetables, super important to eat tons of vegetables. Good lean protein source to me matters more than, like, I don't count calories. I count chemicals. You know, <laughs> we got to get rid of the chemicals. I like that. Brain. I like that. That's what, very good. What vegetables do you eat most of? Oh, I love asparagus. I love, it's my favorite vegetable. Asparagus, Brussels sprouts. I love uh, spinach. I like the weird ones, you know, which they're not that weird. But Are the weird <laughs> ones the healthy ones? Yeah. yeah. Of course absolutely. they are, Ross. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the broccoli, cauliflower, all of those. I do a lot of Celery. kale. I put kale in my Kale's eggs amazing. twice a day. Absolutely. Because one, it, spinach, you buy it and it's it's bad the next day. So I always buy kale. It lasts a lot longer. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's no chemicals in your spinach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No preservatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to eat it faster. <laughs> the kale's covered in some sort of lacquer that makes it last for a month. <laughs> I do. I dice up some um, onion and spinach and throw that in eggs. Sometimes I'll, if I'm fancy, I make eggs in a muffin. Muffin tin, you know, just whisk up 10 eggs, pour them in a muffin tin, put whatever ingredients you want to put in there. I I tell all my athletes, because, you know, I have every athlete that comes here, they're like, well, the first thing that happens is parents send me their kid, and they're like, I want him to put on 25 pounds of muscle. And I'm like, well, okay, I mean, we're going to do the right things here. He's got to eat. Oh, little Johnny, he he eats like a horse. I'll be like, okay, what's little Johnny have for breakfast? Well, little Johnny doesn't like to eat breakfast. (laughs) He doesn't like to eat breakfast. Okay. So when is the first time he eats? Uh, well, lunch, I guess. Well, That's what's cool. he have? You know? What's he have for lunch? Uh, probably a pizza and some cookies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, then what's he do right after school? Well, he goes to practice. So what time does he get home from practice? Oh, six, six thirty. And then he comes home. He just eats the crap. He eats so much. So I'm like, so what little Johnny does is he does a fast mm-hmm. every day. Like we're talking about fasting to lose weight, make our like. So little Johnny, he. The parents think they eat a lot because when they see them at that little window at night after practice, after ball games, I mean, they're eating a lot of food. But then they do a fast all the way until noon the next day, which is they just load up on pizza and cookies. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, and I try to tell them, and I try to tell them like, hey, you got to, he's got to eat. You got to be just as rigorous with your exercise as you should be with your diet. Absolutely. Yeah, more. And I, I always, I always, man, I'm getting on a rant, Ross. <laughs> going. I always use this metaphor, and I think it goes over, but I would say, okay, say you're going to build a house. Now, doing the work and going out there and swinging a hammer and stuff, that's exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, to build the house, you have to have materials. You can swing hammers and, and do whatever you want until you're, you know, blue in the face. Right. Now, swinging the hammers and doing the work, that's exercise. The materials, which is actually the house consists of, that is the food. Mm-hmm. And they all this is what they all hear. Wah, 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 wah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. And, and so the, my point of the thing is I always tell them, if you're not going to do anything else, and I tell them about that, make taking the muffin pans, mm-hmm. hose it down with Pam. Pam's, I'm sure it's chemical. And, and then and drop and then drop, you know, an egg in each one of them and then take them out, put them in like little Ziploc bags. Yep. And you can you can eat on the on the way to school. You can throw four eggs down in three minutes. 
know what I'm saying? This segment was brought to you by Todd's Been Told You. <laughs> master class. The incredible edible egg. Todd is a master at figuring out how to eat healthy on the go. On the That's go. Right. But you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, you can throw you can throw a little, you know, whatever on top of it. You, they don't have to just be an egg. You right. can put stuff on it. Whisk it up and, and pour it in there and put sausage and ham. Yeah, and I, they're like, well, how long do you let it cook in the oven? Until it's done. I don't know. I don't time it. I just look, I just look in there every once in a while. Oh, it's done. I take them out. Bank and, it at 350 for 10 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you just put them in and you have like, they're almost like little snacks. If you, yeah. you know, you put okay. a, like put sausage or something. Bag and then just get two or three out and I, take I, them with me. I tell, I can't, I, I've, I've reiterated that story thousands of times. Yes. Right there. It's such That's a I, tell every I was such a hard gainer <laughs> in school and my brother, work out, work. I go to the gym. I work out. I work out. But I was the same kid. Did not the uh, What'd you have for breakfast? I don't know. Some no. cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. Right. When'd you eat again? Oh, whatever. You know, school lunch, whatever they were serving. Pizza. No. What'd you do after Chips. that? Well, I went to practice for three hours at the boys' club for three hours, and mom made me eat some dinner at home, and then I ran to play basketball again, and yeah, burnt five thousand calories and Climb. barely ate. And, yeah. and we, you know, but we have good genetics when it comes to not getting fat. Like, I don't think Ross or any of my brothers could ever be fat. But if we don't work out and we don't eat like regular, like stay on our diets, we just get super, we get super skinny. Like our dad is are super skinny. And people who are overweight, they don't get this. But like gaining weight for people like us is as hard, at least it was in high school and college, it's hard as someone else trying to lose weight. So we would have to force ourselves because we wanted to, you know, we were into lifting weights. We were into putting on muscles and getting bigger, you know, and that was we had to force ourselves and that we would make these giant shakes with half a <laughs> half a jar of peanut butter and milk and my mom would always push peanut butter on us when we wanted to gain weight and we would drink you know half a gallon of milk a day which i know milk's bad but it was good for us gaining weight and so mm-hmm. you know that's Absolutely all those hormones in it <laughs> yeah i didn't get that until probably going in junior going in senior year like and then, you know, you start to see that change. Yeah. It became kind of addicting then. Yeah. Our, our brother Ty was a stud basketball player, really good. But, like, up until before his senior year, he was literally this big around and hard, didn't get to play as much or have near the high school career he could have had if he would have lifted and started eating. Right before his senior year, he did that. And, I mean, I don't know. He probably gained 30 or 40 pounds mm-hmm. and then became a star. You know, absolutely. And it was it was just he started working on lifting out, but not just lifting. He started working on what he was eating, doing, you know, these giant shakes and Mm -hmm. things like that. So there's our first tangent, Ross. There's our first tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. for Right. (laughs) There's our first tangent. Right. And and while we're sort of on the food thing and I really I want to bring this up just because look at this, Ross. Now I I drew. Mm -hmm. I actually drew this, Ross. Do you see this? Can you can we can put it? Can the, I don't I don't know. We have, we'll have to go zoom in. But any anyway, we don't know how to zoom in. But anyway, I drew up the 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 old food pyramid, and we'll we'll bring that up a little bit. I know we're skipping mm-hmm. around, but so like in seven, I guess it was I think it was seventy two. Sweden came up with the first food pyramid, and then like I think in seventy seven, uh, the United States put out like a food guidelines. It wasn't actually a they didn't. United States didn't put out the first food pyramid until like 1992. But in 77, they put out the guidelines. And it was the same thing as the food pyramid. 
And so the, the the base of it, which is what you should eat the most of, Ross, okay? Where are you starting with? Is Sweden's original one? Uh, it's basically the same. It's, it's basically the same? Uh, okay, I don't know. Okay, that, I don't know. I made that up. Okay. <laughs> but, the, but the United States food guidelines in 77 and 92 was basically the same thing. So the base of it, which means the the what you should eat All the most, was be. breads and cereals. <laughs> and and they threw rice in there too, but breads and cereals. Okay, pasta. don't forget pasta. pasta. Oh yeah, pasta. <laughs> you know how many servings a day you're supposed to eat of that, Ross? Seven Six to, to eleven. <laughs> to eleven servings of bread, and you know what I'm saying. And when they when they introduced this, that's when diabetes started rising. Well, there were doctors and scientists that protested this food pyramid. They said, "Well, you know who it was? Is. It was the food industry that." Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, it lobbied for it. Yes. It, Doctors and scientists protest. If you do this, we're going to have an epidemic of diabetes and obesity, and we are living Could that today. I, I, Eleven servings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people hear cereal like, oh, okay, Captain Crunch. I need to eat 11 servings of Captain Crunch a day. <laughs> That's what they think. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when people see that. Yeah, okay. And bread. You, can, you don't even need bread. Stimulant. You know, like you oh, don't I even need bread. Yeah. Going to, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I used to when I was a kid. Yeah, we have it in big Tupperware so bowls. Like you, oh, that's the best. That's the champion <laughs> of cereal. Cinnamon toast. Oh yes. Cinnamon toast crunch. You got to get it not at the beginning when it could break your teeth, and you don't right. want it at the end where you could like <laughs> suck it up through a straw. It. You got to find that happy medium of the little toast things crunch, soaked up but... with just the perfect mix of of milk in them. Right, Ross. That or my favorite was the cinnamon toast bread. Yeah, yes. Butter, yeah. bread, cinnamon, and sugar on it. I used to have like three to four and then pieces. After <laughs> like two or three bowls, then the milk just hits so different. Well, then keep put well, you leave the milk and you put more cereal in, like, oh, it's just yeah. sugar water. Yeah. It's just you can put it on your pancakes if you want. <laughs> no <laughs> wonder yeah, we're in trouble. So six to eleven servings of breads, cereals, pot. Like the the funny thing is you don't even need breads and cereals you don't no. you don't need you don't need uh pastas you know what i'm saying I, I think rice is good i eat i eat quite a bit of rice but you don't even need it and it's the basis of your diet supposed to be your diet yeah so the next Major up fail. is we go up the pyramid you have vegetables and fruit now they're kind of divided in half on this you should eat 3 to 5 of the vegetables and 2 to 4 of fruit Okay, I mean, it should probably be more on the... Obviously, it should be Seven to 11 lower. vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> and then next up, we have dairy. Two to three servings of dairy. Now, I'm a big... I don't believe in dairy. I think dairy. I'm not I, cows. I eat ice cream. I love my ice cream, Ross. You know that, okay? <laughs> might have a bowl. Might, might stop and get a cone on the way home from this. But like, <laughs> we have been the 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 dairy industry has just they've lobbied so much with Congress and politicians. The dairy the dairy industry is a powerful industry. Cute. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You know the government. I'm all over Ross, but the government helped fund the uh, uh, the Got Milk campaign. Oh yeah, remember all the Good all the bones. superstars and everybody had the milk mustaches. Remember That's that Ross? Good, yeah. And I still use the line like if some big dude walks into the gym and he's like way bigger than me, I look I'm like. I'm drinking milk. You know what I'm saying? Because they used to say that. They had this little kid and he'd be looking at it like, but I'm drinking milk. You know, and the government helped fund that campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's stop right there real okay. quick. Well, one, I'll say, I'll say this. <clears throat> milk has definitely changed over the years. Big for sure. For you sure. Remember, like our parents when we had ten kids living in the house, would go to Sam's. We had one of those 
Coca-Cola refrigerators. They got from us. <laughs> we had a regular Farm refrigerator, and going. then we had the big what we call it, the Coke fridge. Yeah. <laughs> double double doors, and yeah. I mean it filled up with milk. And then after a few days of opening one, you go, oh shit, like it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have milk in our house, but I don't. <laughs> Does it ever go? Bad? It doesn't go bad. It's same with no. bread. It doesn't mm-hmm. go bad anymore. No. It's pasteurized yeah, to the yeah, point of almost point. wood glue. Yes. Yeah. So, really what do you say? Wood glue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like molecules away from wood glue. It really, it really is. is. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just pasteurized. So, There's yeah. no enzymes in it. We can't break it down. It's just sugar water. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Basically. now my next point is: so what do you think about <clears throat> going like? Raw milk from from you know goat's milk or cow's mm-hmm. milk. What do you there's think about There's a really raw awesome milk? farm, and they might get mad at me for saying this because they're pretty maxed out. But there's a really good raw milk farm in Warden. It's called Open Doors Heritage. Write that farm. down, Ross. It's amazing. <laughs> she gave because me there's she gave some me that really info. good. <laughs> yeah, there's some really good qualities to milk, especially for kids, mm-hmm. especially if it's raw because it has the enzymes in it. Um, so this is what you're saying. So I so I do raw goat's milk. Mm-hmm. Don't have it in the house all the time, but when I drink milk, that's I'll get on to that. Um, and so I will give it to my kids. I I never take my wife always takes the kids to the to the doctor. I happen to take um, Keelan to the doctor last time, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, she's you know asking about the diet." No, I'm like, "Yeah," and and, and I knew telling her that she wasn't gonna like this. No. So I tell her, "Yeah, I've been giving her raw milk." <laughs> She, I, I drink it. She drinks it. She loves it. Oh, that's not good. And she starts going through the reasons why it's not good. What were the reasons? And mm. I wasn't paying attention because I didn't care. <laughs> you knew they, she was wrong. And starts telling me how I need to get her. No, no, no. You need to be getting milk from the store. It needs to be vitamin D so they get the extra fat and blah, blah. And I'm like, and I say to her, does that stuff ever go bad? <laughs> and, she's, and, you know, she's like, Oh, she has her own reasons. Like, oh, well, it's now they figured out how to keep it fresher longer. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dairy industry is disgusting if you really look into the history of it. It's pounded with steroids, hormones, antibiotics. This goes back to my thesis paper that I wrote in my associate's degree of science back in 1998. I wrote my thesis paper on hormones and meat and milk and pesticides on produce. Oh, really? <laughs> 1998. Finally, you can find stuff with never any hormones. But really, dairy industry is just disgusting. Pounded with steroids, hormones. They get super sick. They have to give them antibiotics. They usually have to bleach it because it comes out so pussy. And then they just acid wash the cancers off, and they grind it up, and they sell this dairy cows to your fast food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> comes in a big package I, that says grade D, but edible. So, so <laughs> you you are a big fan of raw milk? <laughs> you like that, don't you, Ross? I do like that. <laughs> it's you got know, enzymes in it. I, and that's and I'll and I'll go back to Todd's point or Todd's question is one of the things that she kept telling me was they can't break it down. It's and, not for everybody. Like yeah. there's not one size fits all. That's why conventional medicine is not doing well because they mm-hmm. want to fit everybody into a protocol, and that's yeah. not individualized healthcare is where it's at. So not everybody can do raw milk, even you know. But raw milk is a lot more easily digested. Then <laughs> she's telling me the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read a book, ah, man, it's probably been 15 years ago or longer called skinny bastard. Mm-hmm. It was actually, there was, it was actually the, there was a female version called skinny bitch. And then there was a male vi- version called skinny bastard. And it was about the, uh, 
about the dairy, about the dairy industry and things like that. And I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't had a glass of milk since then. Yeah. I think it was like 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, I haven't had a glass of milk for a long time until I found this farm, and it's fantastic. So, I just treat it like a treat for myself because I know there's still hormones in it. There's still, you know, is, is it, naturally Is it goat's producing. milk or cow's milk? It's cow's. Mm-hmm. So you got to tell me, share me your source of raw goat's milk because I'm interested. Okay. <laughs> so I had, this was probably 10 years ago, and our grandmother is old school from up in Calhoun. I She offered me some milk, and she's like, I'm like, Grandma, I haven't had milk in five. This is seriously what she said. I go, Grandma, I haven't had milk in five years. And she goes, Todd, you would die if you didn't. Oh. <laughs> like she literally <laughs> thinks that milk, my milk mom, keeps you alive. Yeah, my mom <laughs> that was grew true. Up in she, Wisconsin. Yeah. My mom oh, lived man. and grew up on a dairy farm. Yeah. <laughs> so she remembers scraping the cream off the top and just eating yeah, right so out I, of the thing. We had some relatives in Pike County that did the same mm-hmm. thing. So, so yeah. on this food, so then dairy is at the same same spot as uh, meats, eggs, fish, nuts, and beans. Only two to three servings is what they're basically they're saying protein mm-hmm. two to three servings is what they're saying at that which is obviously that breads and that should be flip-flopped in my opinion absolutely and then at the very top they got fats oils and sweets that's why we have dementia so they 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 <laughs> they, they groups and fats with sweets yes I yes I the pyramid but I, you know, obviously I yes that it's I, I drew it yeah. <laughs> and it just all it said on that was sparingly why yeah. would sweets with fat, <laughs> yeah, they're stark opposites, <laughs> sweets and fats. No, so I, you know, I used to always remember people saying that should be flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it we need be more flipped fat. upside down, it should be fucking changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, it should be they, they changed and, and they they have changed, they have something called my plate now, mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah. I sort of looked at USDA it, but my plate, it almost all looked like everything should be equal, is kind of what I yeah. saw. It's it's better than that. It's better than that, but it seemed like it was just all equal. Because it seemed like because they didn't want to make anybody mad. And when I was researching this, they were saying like the dairy industry was so mad that they were way up here, and like everybody was so pissed off about. And then like they had colors, and like the the I don't I'm just gonna make this up, but the dairy industry was in blue, and like I don't know, like the fruit was in orange, and like. The, the orange makes it pop more and that makes people want, you know what I'm saying? Like they were mad that their color wasn't bright enough to like oh pop God. for people. It's not about you. <laughs> so if, you about take, if you were to build a pyramid, what would it look like? Probably vegetables primarily. Um, that's the base. Mm-hmm. Vegetables. That's the base. Okay. We should eat tons of vegetables, seven to 11 healthy servings of vegetables early. Okay. Cause you can eat so many of those and you know, not, not get full. Um, Hmm, this is tricky. I'm gonna probably put fats and meats and all that right there next. You're gonna, you're gonna. Super that's, important. That's crazy. She's gonna put fats mm-hmm. with protein and not yeah. sugar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you not gonna say sparingly. Right. Sparingly. <laughs> and not gonna say stay away from saturated fat. I, you know, and so what? And and what happened back then is people see, oh, fats way up here. So then that everyone went to low fat, fat, like, yeah. and they would go out and buy these. I'm just gonna weight watchers meals and, and and diet coke and diet everything. Or, yeah, fat and fat. They, and, they and, thought fat made you fat. And so, which Not the fat. things that were low, basically low fat, is means it's more processed and more chemicals is used. Well, they took for. the fat out, tasted like shit, so they had to add sugar. Yeah. <laughs> now we got sugar. <laughs> people don't, re- and I know I'm going. Back. People don't realize how much sugar is in a glass of milk. Yeah, they think oh, it's a great. Skim. They think oh, it's a great, it's great source of protein. There's as much sugar. 
or more as there is protein in it. Absolutely. I think it's eight and eight, isn't it? Something like Skim that. Skim milk is even higher. Yeah. You know, the full fat milk is lower, lowest in sugar. So and the 2%'s got higher sugar and the skim milk's got the highest. So meats and fats, what would you say per serving? And like I said, everybody's individualized, yeah, right, you know, so right. one diet doesn't fit all. I got all some right. people on the paleo. Some people are doing keto. I've got several vegan patients. Mm-hmm. We work with them. <laughs> yeah. We work with them. Right, <laughs> um, right. Just trying to make sure that they get their get nutrients. Get the protein, yeah. and you can, but it's hard. But you mm-hmm. can get the protein that you that you have to have through vegetables. It's hard, mm-hmm. uh, but you can. Um, we were vegans for a while, weren't we, Ross? A little experiment. We experimented. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what's after? What's after the fats and meats? Um. I mean, do you put breads and cereals even on this list? It doesn't need to be. I we don't, don't need it. it. I mean, this is supposed to be what you need, basically, right? I Absolutely. Mean, I, we can live off of hunters and gatherers with meats and vegetables. Mm-hmm. What about fruit fruits? You haven't mentioned fruit sparingly. I do. Now, when you say spare, like sparingly how they meant fats, oils, and sweets, or are you just are you just saying you just need two to three? Like I'm said again, it depends. Like mm-hmm. if you have diabetes, then sparingly, just a few berries here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, then doing some fruit in your smoothies and all of those things, mixing it with protein and fat so it slows down the absorption of the carbs so your sugar doesn't spike, your insulin doesn't spike. I mean, do you think there could you could eat too many like fruits a day? Yeah. Because I, I think sometimes I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can, but I don't think it's the worst thing. I think that ice cream. Well, you never, you, you, you never see, you never see like that 600, my 600 pound life. You never see them laying there and they have banana peels and apple cores laying right. around them. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, There's definitely more nutrients to them. So that's definitely not the worst thing people are eating. This is something. And I, I saw you make this statement. I don't know if you posted on social media or something, or you just told, or you, you and I were talking, but like fruits now, they don't have the nutritional value. Like it would take you. 10 apples now to equal one apple back in the 1930s. I'm just making those numbers up, but it was absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. Our soil's deficient. Food grown in soil is deficient. We don't turn the soil over. It's all mass produced, Mm -hmm. um, genetically modified. Oftentimes a lot Mm -hmm. less nutrient content in the fruits and vegetables today. And everything that we spray on, on our soil. Oh, don't yeah. get me started. Yeah. The glyphosate, so the FDA deemed it safe for human consumption because of a pathway that the pests have that humans don't. What they failed to recognize was that our microbiome is full of pests that have this pathway. So all glyphosate Roundup destroys our gut microbiome, which houses everything, our immune systems, our serotonin production, you know, your feel-good neurotransmitters mm-hmm. in your brain. What do we have an epidemic of depression these days? Our gut microbiomes are being brutally murdered <laughs> with glyphosate, with Roundup. So this pathway, it should be taken off the market as soon as we knew about the microbiome and about the pathway that the microbiome has that Roundup destroys. Now, some of these chemicals and pesticides that you're talking about, uh, they're so harmful. A lot of other countries, like over in Europe, like they, you can't, they banned them. A lot of these Artificial things. colors. I mean, if you look at Kellogg's and, and General Mills cereals, they're... European versions are starkly different than American mm. versions. Right. Why is that? Right. Why is that? Hmm. <laughs> I think we've been failed. <laughs> I mean, it's, every, it's all greed. It's not, it all comes down oh, to yeah. greed. We all know that, you know. Yeah, it's not a shocker. Look and there's the no history. thinking about it. We've been failed. Yeah, absolutely. Failed, lied to. Absolutely. And it's infuriating. Yeah. And, and one thing, we've said this on the show before, but like, 
you know, Americans, we, we have it tough because these food industries, they got the best marketers and advertisers, like perf- the, 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 the biggest experts of showing like what people were attracted to marketing these products, the pa- from the packaging to the noise, the packaging oh, yeah. opens to the wording on the front of it. They have this, it just draws people to eyes and that All to them. Game. And then they have the best scientists in the world making this stuff as addictive as possible. You got it. Do you know what I'm saying? So Lights I mean, and I can receptors. That's a drug. You know, sometimes oh, it seems like drugging us. Sometimes it almost seems like we're judging people, but like the odds are stacked Huge. against people. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And if you're uneducated on it at all, you don't really know, no. you know, but kids are the worst, you know, right. all the foods marketed towards kids. Oh my gosh. They're toxic. Right. It's, it's so hard right now. It is. Kid wise. I mean, my kids are all drawn to that. Oh yeah. They're and so picky now yeah, and, and their taste to... buds are tainted. They only want sugar. Yeah. I mean, it's... someone said to me the other day, they said, you know, my kid is, is so will only eat like mac and cheese. Uh, my kid is so picky. I, I was picky as a kid too. My mom said, pick that shit up and eat it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there was no picky. You right. sat there and you, if you were we, hungry. You ate you finished you your pork chops, you finished your green beans, you finished your mashed potatoes, and you finished that big ass glass of milk before you're getting down. <laughs> my brother Ty, he'd be on the he would be sitting at the table and this I'm not even kidding for hours. Like there's pictures of him falling asleep on it. Like they think it's so funny he fell asleep just not we're trying to wait them out but like you just ate it and and we've talked about this a thousand i mean it's the parents have let kids do this and i understand they get addicted to these other bad things and i and and by not having kids i'm you know i don't really know what i'm talking about but as parents we've let them get away with saying i don't like i don't like green beans okay well don't eat them little johnny you know and and, if they're hungry enough they will eat what's that's what i say starve them we're (laughs) in our in our house our oldest one is a great eater. And that's because at the beginning, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make their own baby food. (laughs) And I I failed. And we did a lot of that. And I Mm -hmm. failed the middle one. She like Todd just, she only wants to eat Mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big, it's a big conversation in our house right now. We are now very much trying to redo the fuck up that we did and you can and so yeah, and so now it's eggs for breakfast instead of you know cereal or, or whatever she wants that looks good now we're we're slow, we're getting stuff out of our house that they're drawn to so much but i mean she does not want to eat meat at dinner or meat at, at lunch and i mean she will sit there and she's pretty hard-headed I sh- she'll sit there and not fucking eat until it's fucking throw a temper and she'll sit there and like i don't care Mm-hmm. And and it's well, slowly they, getting a little better, um, and, but and it's going to be tough. Now, our our youngest, we we did a lot more research because I'm like I'm not letting him get into the same you know same thing as um, this eating habits. When when they get into that and they become little addicts, mm-hmm. yes. you know what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. really what you it becomes. Exactly you can what see it, it. Yeah. as soon as they get that sugar. Mm-hmm. And so we we've done much better with him with uh, going back to how we did our 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 first child and. You know, I'm like, don't give him a taste of ice cream. Right. Because I don't even want him to know what's, what it's like. <laughs> when they're born, they're so fresh and new, and it mm-hmm. all matters what foods you introduce first. Yeah. You know, and they didn't really want any of that. first right. and oatmeal first and all the rice cereals and things that are recommended by pediatricians. Mm-hmm. You're setting themselves for failure. Yeah. You're setting them up for failure. They're just <laughs> yeah. want those things. Oh, the pediatricians that, recommend like I The guess. spinach <laughs> is going to taste like crap after you've had bananas and oats and rice yeah. and all of that, and that's like their first foods it's really right. not their first foods so. I, i'm gonna 
because this is kind of on one of the because uh, we do a segment where uh, my best friend from college uh bob yozy he sends in questions and he had he, he sent you in he sent you in four so we're while we're kind of on this subject i'm going to throw this one out at you because uh, he has a toddler he says what are the top what are the three top foods that toddlers should eat and that and should avoid mm, okay i have a bob's chart. on it i have a chart in my office um avocados number one avocados number one. eggs number two number um Avocados, eggs, mm. toddlers. Okay, so everything we eat, you know, they're just small humans. They're mm-hmm. just small people. They need everything that we're eating. So they need vegetables. They need protein. They need meat. They need eggs. They need fat. Fat's so important for kids, mm-hmm. especially if they have seizures. You know, that's one of the biggest cause of seizures in kids is not enough fat for their brains. Really? No, they need more butter. They need more olive oil, avocados. Avocados are a great first food for babies. Avocados. Mm-hmm. And let's let's also let our listeners know when you say butter, you're talking about real butter, real not margarine. Butter. Not oh, a, gosh, this tastes no. so good, it's no, tastes like butter. Not, I not can't that believe kind of it's not. Yeah, not that's the what it smart is. Smart balance, yeah. not the vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. Butter, butter, grass fed, even better. Organic, even better. What What are some foods that they and I we, we probably already touched on this that they should avoid? Mm, sugar. 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 Yeah. You're just setting them up for failure. Right. Sugars, the processed foods, fast foods. Like I said, the dairy industry sells their meat to McDonald's, Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. Worst food for people in general. Right. And like fast we said, food. addictive. It is Highly. truly addictive. Highly and addictive. W- Soda. Something else we've talked about a lot on here is sugar being, It's they say it's more addictive than heroin. Highly addictive. Lights up our dopamine receptors and mm-hmm. the drug. We're being drugged. Why? Are- do you think, do you think, ADHD is, do you think it's real or do you think our kids, the, our kids, I don't know, damn kids, but do you think they're just so jacked up on sugar? They're always either on a high or they're on a, or they're coming down Crashing. from it. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, they're just, they're, I don't. There's multiple reasons mm-hmm. for ADHD. We do things to kids in their first year of life that shouldn't be done. We, we let them eat foods that shouldn't be eaten. Uh, dyes in food is the number one cause of hyperactivity in kids. Absolutely. Other countries, like you said, have banned it for this reason. Mm-hmm. I treat a lot of autistic kids in my office, and we switch their diet and change it up, and we give them nutrients, electrolyte balancing, the right kind of salt, super important for their brains, any type of neuron function or you know, everything that the electrolytes do. They're super deficient in electrolytes. Usually we do the hair analysis. Their electrolytes are all over the place. Start them on the salt. We get the heavy metals out of their body. Give them the right kind of diet. Give them fat. They turn right around. Wow. They respond really quickly. Kids do, really do. You know, I, and I've said this to people and I've read it before. It's like you're when you're, you're eating something, you're getting ready to some, eat something. It's like you're either you're either fighting disease or you're causing disease when, when you, when you, as you have this, you have this plate of food in your, in front of you, your, what your choice is, whether it's fighting a disease or it's, it's causing a disease, right? The cure is in the cause. Mm -hmm. So every time you eat, you're feeding or fighting disease. So cancer today, what all causes it, what all fights it. Don't do that. Do that. Right. That's pretty much all disease. Right. You know, and, and we hear a lot of people say that, uh, that people are just uneducated, which I believe. I think they should teach it. And so, like, I have high school athletes coming that don't know the difference between a protein and a carb. No. Do you know what I'm saying? If I say, yeah. hey, eggs are, what are they? Are they good protein? Good. 
own. They don't know. I mean, that, that should be taught. We are uneducated. But then again, the everything you need to know is literally at your fingertips. Correct. What can I eat to build muscle? What Google can it. I eat to lose 50 pounds? What can I, what is the, the age of information? It is, it's right. It's a known to man. It, right at our fingertips. It's a cliche, but Google it. Google you it. can find out anything these days. I tell days. my patients to Google it. I know a lot of doctors are like, get off Google. Don't WebMD, you know, yeah. don't Google your symptoms to an extent because there's so much information. Don't hit on one there. that says sponsored. But <laughs> .gov. Yeah, .gov. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, take in all this information and take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Sea salt. I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, this lady was on there named Sarah Hallberg, and she talked a lot about diabetes because diabetes is so – what uh, man, I wrote down the stat, but I can't. Treatable? Treatable. Uh, she said either 52% of Americans have diabetes or they're pre-diabetic. Oh, absolutely. A majority of people in this country, Ross, either have diabetes or are pre-diabetic. Yeah, and she did a thing they did a she did a study um just going low carb doing a low carb diet and they it was like like 60 percent they got them either un- it, right? yes yeah. exactly and no but the so. the way that i don't know the government or the or hospitals or whatever to, say to treat it it's like two or four it's like i can't remember it's two or four percent like that's how much Better they help you as opposed to that one sixty percent. You know, right. I didn't say any of that very very well, Ross. <laughs> we but get, you know what I we mean. Get what you're saying. But like with diet, absolutely. Like you, yes, they you just can want to treat it with medications. They don't talk much about diet because they don't learn much about diet. I didn't get the stuff that I was looking for as far as what like to what tell percentage to eat. I didn't. Get yeah, in medical school, so like what is the percentage it's spent on on nutrition? It's like one percent or zero percent. Or get any, I got one semester of nutrition that was in my associate's degree of science. Mind boggling. Ten mm-hmm. years of schooling yeah wow so i have double masters in the science of nursing i got one semester of, of nutrition yeah there's a problem and there's and there's a reason Mic why drop right <laughs> <laughs> well it's been a great show thanks for coming in the book <laughs> that's where we're going wrong yeah. they don't know what to tell patients and tell the lobbyists that they're trusting the american heart association skewed you know mm. they're trusting the 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 lobbyists the right. milk industry to tell them what to tell people to eat. That's not facts. Right. I mean, basically the food industry, they control like the FDA and the things The food like industry is over here. The health industry is over here. Mm-hmm. They should be the food and health industry. Right. Because it should be the same thing. Right. But <laughs> Eat for your health. We don't. There's a dollar sign hanging yeah. above that whole thing. Um, and it, we, we've talked a lot and we want to talk to you about a little bit in here is, is about the pharmaceutical companies. Mm. You know, I, I feel like them and the food industry are just sort of hand in hand, like they're, yeah. you know, he's saying they're, they're drinking oh, buddies, you know, oh, yeah. that, you know, and it, it, a lot of the, 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 the drugs that we're supposed to take to help us or cure us or make us healthy, just make us more unhealthy cause new symptoms. That's one of the first things I do is run an interaction check between all of the patient's medications. That was my job in ICU. I kind of took that upon myself just to see is anything you're taking causing your symptoms that led you to ICU today, right? So I'd put them all through an interaction check and nine times out of 10, absolutely. These never should be prescribed together. This should never be moderate, 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 severe interactions. You know, and this one's over the counter and it causes ulcers and you're bleeding out and dying. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find anyone that 
isn't on some sort of medication or pill these days, really right? I, I mean, even going all the way down to, to grade school almost, right? That isn't, that aren't on something from Xanax to, you know, to Adderall to uh, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like SSRIs, it, antidepressants. It's one of the first things we just dish those out like candy. Right. Which causes other problems. Now you take a pill to, to, uh, to cause it, the, 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 the effects of the other pill you know like oh this is going to give you a uh, uh, explosive diarrhea here's a pill to quit you from having explosive diarrhea from taking this whatever at all or whatever yeah side right? effects may include blah 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 and yeah. you have all of those so you come back and you get a pill for that you get a pill for that i'm over that <laughs> i'm done with that model of healthcare. i hope i think most people are and we talked about this before we got on the air and I was listening to a podcast where the guy, he worked for, what was it? We looked it up. What was Eli it? Eli Lilly. It worked for Eli Lilly right out of college. He was a... Not Eli Manning? <laughs> I said Eli Manning. <laughs> I watch a lot of football these days. No, I don't. Uh, but yeah, he was working for them and he was just, and this was like 20 years ago when he was working for them. And he was, his like big drug was Cialis. And he said he, he was working down in like somewhere in like Waco, Texas, not in some big like New York or something. And his yearly like expense account was $17,000. This was 20 years ago. 17? Yeah. And that was just to take doctors and, and medic and hospital admins and things out to dinner and wine and dine them. And show get, them the and if he didn't, if he didn't inducted, yeah, therefore and, stand to gain from. Yeah. And if he didn't like spend all that money, they were mad. Like the his employer, Eli, whatever it was, they were mad that he didn't that he didn't spend. It. Like, what are you doing? Get out there, wine and dine him, take them out. You know, buy them get lobster. Yeah, whatever you want. It, it, it's crazy. It, exactly. Did you run into that? Did you see oh, yeah. some of that when you were? Yeah, working in conventional medicine, you'd have pharmaceutical reps come in every Tuesday, Thursday, and bring these lavish lunches. You can get whatever you want. Yet there's patients out there who can't afford the medication. And all that to mm -hmm. me was like huge red flag. There's another mic drop. There's another thing we need to stop right now is getting the pharmaceutical companies out of the doctor's office. If they're conducting these studies themselves, they stand to gain by the – that's biased research, right? They stand to gain by the evidence that supports and they can skew – anything in their favor it's like it's and, and it's human nature like someone will bring me a gift at pride and i am so much nicer to them ross i mean seriously <laughs> buy my lunch and i am never i'm gonna tell you how good you're doing on everything oh, yeah. you come, but it's just and human nature so you know yeah just great people well personable here's all this stuff he what he oh, said here's this medication and then they start using it what this former rep said ross is they went from they went from like having real uh pharmacist selling the the pills like to the doctors who had knowledge they started hiring these super charismatic people they actually mm -hmm. said he went to a phase where they were hiring all hot chicks yep. he said that those are his words ross not mine they would hire hot chicks that had good personalities yeah. to sell That's these they they, they they got away from people who are experts in in uh you know medications and right. went with these just people who these sellers sale they started going with sales learn the spiel yeah 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 there's another problem <laughs> we need to we need to get that out what and if someone comes to you and i don't know you can come up with a, an example for us but comes to you and uh, like say high blood pressure or something like that and i'm sure you get that a lot all the time and, and what, like, what is Give the first thing you do? How, <laughs> I, get, hey, I tell hey, them, okay, hey, this is going to I, I made you a plate of eggs. I want you to put some salt on it. <laughs> no wonder I work alone, right? <laughs> I can't work for anybody. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, just say high blood pressure. I mean, what's okay? Obviously, you have an eighteen-page uh, dissertation they have to go through. Yeah. But so, what would you do with with someone like that? And they're on, say, all oh, they're on all this medication for high blood pressure. And I'm, I don't know if that's a good example or a bad example. That's a perfect but, example. Okay. Every single day, probably today. Um, mm-hmm. I look at a chart. I have a Grover diagnostic chart. It top levels here, bottom numbers here. Your heart rate's in here. We match it up. It gives me a number, tells me what is the cause of the blood pressure issues. Is it cardiovascular? Is it your kidneys? Is it electrolytes? Is it physical? Is it mental? Um, Just a lot of different things. But I know because of our diets, it's that. So if they're eating a a standard American diet, it's absolutely that. I know it's the wrong kind of salt if they're not using the right kind of salt. Himalayan's great, by the way. Um, but Celtic's 80% like our blood serum. So the non-red blood cell particles in our blood called Celtic. serum. Celtic sea salt's just like that. We're just like the ocean. That's why we wax and wane with the moon. That's why, our, you know, tides come in, all that. But so I started them on the right kind of salt. And then kind of depending on what that chart shows me, if it's kidneys, we'll give them a supplement for their kidneys. If it's, um, if they're on a bunch of medications, I want them to monitor their blood pressure because usually it, it helps. If they're not on this salt, they're usually... The salt immediately will start lowering the blood pressure. Now, don't is wasn't salt always a big thing that you weren't supposed to take right? for your blood? Wasn't, so that, wasn't that? I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about. Like, wasn't that, I know I've had what, this argument with so many doctors. Mm-hmm. Conventional table salt is sodium chloride. Period. That's it. Celtic sea salt is sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium. All of our cell salts. So, if you think back to biology 101, and I try and tell doctors, think back those sodium potassium channels. And the presence of potassium opens up the sodium-potassium channels, moves fluid inside of the cell, hydrating us at a cellular level, lowering the blood pressure. So the presence of that potassium along with the sodium and fluid follows a higher concentration gradient. Remember osmosis class, right? Do I remember? <laughs> are you asking me if I remember it? You <laughs> remember the term osmosis, right? Think I do of remember osmosis. osmosis. Got it. Got that part. <laughs> I know. Fluid moves. Caloric, Ross. Caloric. <laughs> Fluid moves from a lower concentration gradient to a higher concentration gradient. So if you open up those channels, you move the fluid inside of the cells. That will lower the blood pressure. Boom. Boom. (laughs) So eat salt. Another mic drop. Eat salt. like your third or fourth. Yeah. Um, We're going to go back to Bestie Bob. What about Bestie Bob? Do you like that? I, I, it sounds like it's all about what Bob likes. Okay. We'll, t- we'll ask him. <laughs> I'm going to go back to one of his questions of the day. It was supposed to be a question of the day, but he sends four questions. So it's questions <laughs> of the day. And his questions seem a lot better than ours. So that's why I'm using them, Ross. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> uh, now, so you you were just appointed to the Madison County. Is it the health board? Is that what yep, you call it? health advisory. Yeah. So I feel like, first of all, I feel like when I saw them, like, there's going to be some feathers ruffled up in there. I'm like, I wonder how long she's going to last. <laughs> it's actually a really good thing. Our well, no, I think it's a great thing, but I I, I don't know if <laughs> some of your colleagues doing- on the board are going to think it's a great thing. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The chair is a chiropractor in Bethalto. Uh, the s- who's that? Dr. Hughes. Hughes. Don't know him. Mm-hmm. Hughes. Uh, co-chair is a nurse. Or is it Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Dr. Hoover. <laughs> Dr. Hoover. You're he is the off chair. To a good start. Yes. <laughs> Scott. I just met him. Um, he just got appointed last meeting. So he's now the chair. 
um, co-chair. Is He's been around a long. I went to him long. in high school. His parents, yeah, owned that first. It owned a. Oh, maybe I went to his parents. I don't know. <laughs> when they were on Lorena, his parents used to be on Lorena, hmm. and then he bought their practice and moved to Bethalto. So. Um, so what? But yeah, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good for Madison County. Yeah, I think so. I was excited about it. We've discussed things, and yeah, I'm excited. Really, excited. I'm, not I'm now secretary. So <laughs> my second meeting. <laughs> Moving I up quick. Gonna, yes. That's so, right. Uh, I was just gra- glad I wasn't. Cheap. So Bob's question here. Uh, I like to. Bob's. He, wait, hear this word he used in here, Ross. What will be your number one initiative that you will champion? <clears throat> that you will feel will have the biggest impact at the Madison County Health Board. Maybe we should just bring Ro- bring Bob as a co-host. I feel like I'm going to get replaced. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, Bob. So guy. what will be your number... That makes one of us. Uh, what will be your number one initiative that you will champion that you feel will have the biggest impact at the Madison County Health? Awesome question. Yes. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to sit on this committee. Um, I chaired the Professional Practice Council at Alt Memorial for 10 years, so it's right up my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um Public health needs an overhaul, a complete overhaul. Right now, hot topics are the vaccines because the CDC has just recommended adding the COVID vaccine. Yeah, we're going to we'll get to schedule. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what the hot topic is right now. And that's something that I'm a firm believer in um, not doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Madison County really showed up at the last meeting. There were tons of parents that showed up. That don't don't want their kids to be forced to get it. them to be added to the schedule. Mm-hmm. And some may argue just because it's added, it's a recommendation. That doesn't mean they have to get it, just like the flu shot. How many people are just going to line up for it, though? And the studies are showing that they're not safe for kids, so we're just lining up kids to be harmed. So that's something that I'm really passionate about and will champion. <laughs> well done. I, I will well done for that. Uh, safety of kids. Um, very passionate about health and safety of kids. Uh, and that's where you got to start them. Absolutely. I mean, that's where we have to start. I mean, absolutely. some of these adults are like, you know what? Lost cause. Ounce All right. Prevention is worth a pound of cure, like we've been talking about. So, yeah, if we can catch them in the schools, lunches, food, we got to change just the way we think about food, the way we, we treat kids. You know, we want to treat them with candy and cookies and sweets. We're harming them, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Why is that a treat? <laughs> so we got to change the way we think about that. But yeah, kids in a major way, public health in general, all of those are. I, I just sent two of my wrestlers a text last night. They're cutting weight. You know what I'm saying? These are these are high-level guys. And I and just kind of a little thing before the season gets started, I said, I said, you guys want to be Lamborghinis, okay? But you can't put cheap gas in your gas tank, if that's what you want to be. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to fuel the machine that you are. So I told him, I said, everything you eat, is this going to make you better or make you worse? Now, when you're, when you finally, you know, get to eat a little bit because you're cutting weight or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And and I know you want to reach for the Doritos or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? If you want to perform at your best, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is, you know, reach for that protein, reach for that lean beef or that, 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 uh, chicken or something that's going to make you better. Do you know what I'm saying? I just sent him like a little pump me up text last night. We are the most overfed and undernourished country (laughs) we eat way too much and we're undernourished our body that's a lot of the reason people are overweight because their bodies are telling them we haven't gotten our nutrients that we need keep going and that it's become such a social thing it's it's a social thing and a lot of times like like when i've done those 
I've done a 72 hour fast before and during, and, and during it, like, okay, oh man, I'm so hungry. And after a while, I was like, I'm not, I just want to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not hungry. Programmed. Yeah. I'm not hungry. I just Do it out want of habit. it. Don't need it. Want it. You know, am I really hungry or is this just a habit? It really, and it becomes a habit. Like say you'll be working or whatever. And you're like, no, I'm going to go eat. eat just because you want to get like quit doing what you're doing. Like, oh, I'm tired of like, you know, moving this equipment around. I want to go. I want to go eat just to get a break from it. And that's that's what become what eating has become. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Let's let's Bob is obviously better than us. So let's stay with this. Is, this is <laughs> going to like this one, Ross. Ready to write this down, Ross. What is the healthiest alcohol to drink? And they put <laughs> two categories, beer and liquor. What is the healthiest alcohol to drink? Two categories, beer and liquor. Broadly speaking, because every... First, you say, don't drink. We got it. Okay, we got that. (laughs) If you have a condition in which you're trying to heal, you don't want to drink. Right. Period. I mean, alcohol, the reason you get hangovers, and the thing problem with alcohol, is alcohol is just a poison. Basically, you're putting poison into the body. Before any other toxin. And we're constantly bombarded with toxins. I always tell patients that two reasons for all disease today are toxicities and deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Right? We have a ton of this today, especially in this area. And too but much of the, yeah, and, of the and deficiencies. Of yeah. So we've just got to do that. But what was the question? Uh, about <laughs> the, uh, the healthiest alcohol to drink. And that so two categories. alcohol cuts in line before any other toxins. So you got all these bad, these terrible toxins. toxins in your body that are trying to trying like to rip out. you apart. And alcohol says, hold on, <laughs> I'm the alpha mofo. <laughs> get out here. the way. <laughs> all right. You know, <laughs> you know, food That's coloring, exactly you food, right. get out of the way. Here comes yeah. out. Here comes your Car- daddy. Car- here comes a big papa. Okay. <laughs> it's just swinging, clanging and banging his way in front line. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. This cuts in line before everything else. And we got a ton of toxins to detox. So it just clogs the liver up. Mm-hmm. So I would say red wine. Very dry, very low sugar. Um, it's not very tough. No fight. It's not very tough. No is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not real tough. <laughs> did, you, did you guys watch the. Uh, um, oh, what's that show? No, I don't have a TV. But, no. <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, Cobra Kai. It's no. like White Claw. That sounds badass. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence says White Claw. Give me one of those. That sounds badass. <laughs> Ross is a high nooner. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a really healthy one. Um, red wine has resveratols in it, so it has some antioxidants in it, so it can have some health properties to it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. We're gonna go. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna roll with Bob. Roll <laughs> you go with Bob. that. Maybe we'll just call it roll the roll with Bob segment. I think you'll <laughs> like call that. It the Bob Show. You think? <laughs> 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 right. He, <laughs> okay. This is a long one. You ready for this, Laura? Yeah. What's up, <laughs> Bob? For now on, you get one question. <laughs> one question. <laughs> What's up with the narrative being trotted over and over by the paid-off slash afraid-to-speak-out medical community and the media that being vaccinated and boosted, boosted will lessen your symptoms mm. when you get COVID versus not being vaccinated and getting COVID? There are no studies, evidence that support slash prove this, not to mention it's impossible on theory alone to prove a negative, parentheses, Reason something didn't happen in this type of scenario. Thoughts. There's a lot going on there. And after that, Bob, you can have as many questions as you want now. There's a lot going on there. Going on. Thank you, Bob. That's good. So, 
let's get into it. Now, let me let me ask this real quick. Do you get do you sort of like when you talk about getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated and the COVID thing, do you worry about saying something that could hurt your practice? Because it's been this highly divided line. It's, it's almost become political. Like you're like, if you get, you know, so if yeah. you don't get vaccinated, you're on one political party. If you get vaccinated, oh, yeah. another political party. Do you, do you feel like this you is the could... first time I've ever gotten involved in politics because they dragged medicine into it. And that's my love. Mm-hmm. So now I'm all of a sudden, political mm-hmm. which i'm not at all <laughs> right right <laughs> I hate politics. it's it's weird how that became yeah it became made it very politi- political yes. this whole thing has been very political and it's been been very mismanaged and that forced my hand forced me to get involved mm-hmm. because now they're involving my specialty and my passion and i've studied these things for a very long time and yeah i am afraid to speak out because they've made it that way you you say something and you're immediately labeled something nah she likes trump she's a trumper trumper. she's a trumper do you know what i'm saying just because you say if you say don't get i don't think you should get vaccinated well then you like trump and you're a redneck gun toting whatever bias yeah Yeah. you're whatever but the bottom line is it's individualized you know it's up to you in between it should be between you and your doctor your medical business is between you and your doctor, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody's mis- medical business is on the table. Like we're talking about medical procedures. What about did you get your pap, pap smear this year? Did you get <laughs> right? <laughs> we're getting all personal with it, and you don't have to. And, and you that don't need to know my status. I don't need to know yours. And that becomes something that should it, there was like you said there was there was sort of some HIPAA things sort of Huge. being like being like absolutely uh, violated my right status yeah HIPAA violation of you, my medical when I go freedom. to a restaurant and they ask I mean you shouldn't be able to no. What, I mean, that's like that's like walking and said, "Hey, do you have AIDS?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, what I'm like right? Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. So, so much of this has been illegal this entire time. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent of medical freedom. I'm a huge proponent of informed consent. None of that has been going on in the past two years, and it's disgusting. Um, as far as so, yeah, I'm a little worried about talking about it, but I'm not because this is the science. Mm-hmm. Um, the studies that are coming out which are very few and far between, are not very good. The protection wanes so quickly that it's not worth the risk of the adjuvants that are added to these devices. Um, Every single person is already predisposed to autoimmune disease, and then we're provoking the immune system, so that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Nothing has ever been stated about how to protect yourself from this other than these things, and there's so much we can be doing other than this, to build up our immune system, to get our bodies healthy so that you can come into contact with sick people and not contract it. Because ultimately, I'm not responsible for your health. You're not responsible for mine, right? If I'm carrying something that's going to spread to somebody that's immunocompromised, I'm sorry about that, but we have to be responsible for our own health care. That makes me sound like a terrible person, but at the same time, we've all got to take responsibility and accountability for our own health. We've got to build up our immune system. And I'm more than willing to help people do that because you're responsible for your immune system. We've got to build that up. It's not everybody else's responsibility to take care of you. And people that want to get it, great. People that want to wear masks, great. All of that. Everybody's has that right to freedom, medical freedom. So the studies are not really very favorable uh-huh. in the vaccine um, department. The new bivalent booster is really not showing much promise. Plus, there's two different strains in there now, two different risks of side effects from it. There are a lot of side effects. You can go on the VAERS website and find that all of this. It is a passive reporting system. So it does take a person going through this and 
putting that out there onto the VAERS vaccine adverse event reporting system. They report it, but throughout the entire process, they're met with red flags. If you are purge, you know, if you are um, lying at, in any way, you are at risk for perjury. So it's really a rigorous, it's time consuming for somebody to go on there. They really had to be injured because the factor of the matter is that vaccine companies are not liable for damages. Right. It, isn't it something like for 70 some years, like they're not liable or something 1986, weird? 1986, like- the act of 1986 removed liability from all pharmaceutical companies for making these things because they were having so many untoward events. They went to the government. If we're going <laughs> to continue to make these things, then we have to be free of liability. Mm-hmm. So they removed liability from them. So if you do have an injury from one, say you got the shot and the next day you're injured or the next hour you start seizing, or your, you know, child dies, you can't sue them. You have to take it to a vaccine injury court in Washington. And there's a, a vaccine injury court that has paid millions and millions out to people for compensation. You know, and we've talked about it on here. We did almost a whole show about like how these drug companies just made billions off of this and still making billions and how a lot of like the people, like the politicians have stock in all these companies you know, and how much they've made. And, and these companies, how many times they've been sued over the past, like for the opioid crisis and Absolutely. things like that. Yeah, they did all these, they've, they've all done, the yeah, they, they've done all these like just horrible things. And then we're supposed to just trust them now. Mm-hmm. But the va- this vaccine that came out like this, Absolutely. you know, people talk about the, po- like, well, you got the polio vaccine and Small I know box. it's a different thing, but that, that was a, it took them years and years of, of to develop the polio vaccine, which I know we're not comparing apples to apples, but like they just rolled that <laughs> the, the one for the, the worst pandemic in history. They just rolled that out in no there time. It is. And it's different. It's an MRNA one. So it can attach to your DNA. So yeah, it really is. And I don't know. The safety just is not there and the side effects are so the proof it shows that it improves your your antibody levels against COVID-19 for about three months and then quickly wanes. They did a really good study that showed the wild-caught version, you know, a person that actually caught COVID-19 in the wild. You got it here. This is our innate immune Mm -hmm. system. It comes into contact with our mucosa, and it elicits a cytokine cascade. Natural killer cells, B cells, T cells, memory cells develop so that we have lifelong immunity. So the study showed that the vaccinated group got boom, they win, right? And the unvaccinated and, and natural wild-caught antibodies are way down here. But over time, if you continue to study, the vaccinated group was waning and the wild-caught or naturally-caught was winning. Hmm. Um, so, so, yeah. Here's, I'm, putting you on the, I'm putting you on the spot with this one. And you, can, <laughs> you don't have to answer this oh, if you don't want. Because uh, do, do you think, COVID-19 was produced in a lab. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. What do you think, Ross? Yes. yes. If you look at the research, yeah, the, I did too. the gain of studies, the gain of function research the, that they were performing in Wuhan, China, it's, I mean, it's public knowledge now, in my opinion. It's no longer a controversy. It's facts. And, and people that are listening, to this, what can people do to build up their immunity? We talk about that. I mean, I food think we is know. foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you fight real every food. Time you eat, you're fight feeding or fighting disease. Sugar lowers the immune system for five hours after you consume it. If we say that one more, can you say that one sugar. more time? Sugar. For the people in the back. Sugar. <laughs> sugar. 
Sugar lowers your immune system for five hours after you consume it. So cold and flu season is actually a low vitamin D, high sugar season. I just saw this the other day. And tell (laughs) me, they they were talking about flu. Listen to this. They were talking about flu and and cold season. And they were talking about like the holidays around it. Like Halloween. Everybody's eating candy. Candy, candy, candy. That's that's and people tie it in with with uh the weather change and the weather and it being cold, but people's eating so much sugar and that's when like Thanksgiving and you're just devouring all the desserts and then Christmas time you're devouring all this sugar. And the flu and cold season just happens to line up with these holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and they're starting to get less sunlight. Sunlight offers 25 vitamin D. We take vitamin D3 as supplement. We get D25 from the sunlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that our kids are getting a whole lot of that these days, but right. in general, but we get a lot less sunlight. We broke it. Maybe. Potty break. The boys had to take a potty break. The boys are back. <laughs> boys. All right. Um, we're getting we're we're getting to the end of the show. Um, before before I not because we want to end, but yeah, we have to we have to time restrictions. Um, so I've I've went in. I've I've seen you. Uh, all of my results aren't all the way back, but so far you've gotten my blood. Um, I know you don't have the results in front of you, but off the top of your head, after you've looked at them quickly, what are a couple things for my results? And I don't know, so. But I'm giving you permission to okay. what are what what's a what's a what's a good thing that's that maybe stood out and what's a bad thing. You so, were born a girl. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Spent my whole life with them. <laughs> so, like most people, your electrolytes look great in the blood. It's a snapshot in time. Blood's job is to maintain homeostasis no matter what. So it'll leach calcium from your bones to make it normal in the blood. Well, magnesium from the muscle skeletal muscle to make it normal in the blood so electrolytes all looked great um i want to say your iron level was a little bit off and some liver function <clears throat> yeah so your liver he works in a bar <laughs> <laughs> he owns it doesn't he? <laughs> he owns a bar so give me give me a quick tip <clears throat> I mean, the liver is the one that sticks out most to me. So um, iron seems like it could be quickly um, fixed. What, well, iron, li- if it's high or low, usually indicates liver issues okay. as well. They're very so, connected. Is he going to die soon? No. Okay. <laughs> what should I start today? What should I start it. right now today? <clears throat> if you're drinking a lot, stop. <laughs> And I, and I really don't. No. Right? Well, okay. One day a Same week. Same with yeah. sugar. Sugar, usually liver enzymes get elevated in the presence of fatty liver disease. Okay. Okay. So if you're not eating too much sugar, it might be something else. You know, so, just n- now, just hearing, though, I'm that type of person. You say, oh, liver don't look great. Needs to get better. I'm like, I can't fucking drink now. <laughs> you won't drink. You won't eat no sugar. You're like, I know. <laughs> You're going to come in the next day and lost 20 pounds. I heard, I heard this interesting quote today, fighting disease or causing disease. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. Every right. time we eat, we've um, got issues to heal. we got to be more strict. And then we'll, once the hair analysis gets in, we'll, I'll, I'll be I'll back in your office, of correct? I'll the puzzle and absolutely. Okay. We'll all the information. It's been a pretty harmless mm-hmm. I want more information. I feel like she's not telling us some things. 
Uh, one thing I, I want to hit just one more time before we get out of here, because I think this will be most helpful for our guest, um, for them to make a change, is I want to hit uh, kids slash toddler diet. Hit that real quick. The, the top three things you think they should be eating. What should our listeners be giving to their kids right now? Lots of water. Water. Salt. Water and salt. Okay. Eggs. Eggs. Uh, avocados was one year. Avocados is huge. Avocados healthy is fat. Healthy what, fats. And what were you about to say? Vegetables. Vegetables. Get them parents on the vegetables out, early on. Parents out there, give your kids plenty of water and salt. Starve them if you have to. <laughs> Starve them if you have <laughs> That's to. That's what I tell the parents. I'm like, they will eat. They're usually off playing. Let them play. Let yeah. them come to you when they're hungry, mm-hmm. but have something ready. Water. Something ready on hand. Water, salt. Clean eggs, water. Avocados. Clean water is super important. Too. And vegetables. Tell yeah. us about get the clean water. Where, did, where does that come from? Filters. You got to mm. get a good buy filter. Buy a filter? Yeah, absolutely. Our water supply is trash. Crap. Can you buy one, like, one of those? That's Brita? another thing I'm going to champion, by the way. Uh, I'm going ooh, after love that. It. <laughs> can, can you get like one of those Brita pitchers? Brita's okay. Culligan's okay. Um, I've got a really good one that I'm recommending now. It's it's more of a reverse osmosis countertop one. Osmosis so again, Ross. Yeah, so it's a lot easier. It gets out the fluoride. What, mm-hmm. a what about the segment? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not use toothpaste with fluoride. Is that good or bad? That's good. Thank you. It's a neurotoxin. What the heck are we doing? <laughs> Why is it in our head? <laughs> Same with fillings, silver fillings or uh, malagam yeah. fillings full of mercury. Um, well, we've pissed off doctors, well, dentists. Yeah. Uh, what else? We pissed off, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm not worried about They're pissing us off. Yeah, right. right. Well, there you We're go. We're calling That's them out. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, and last one. <laughs> For the average listener that we have, that's the same age as all of us here, what are some quick suggestions for them to change their health today? Eat real food. (laughs) Eat real food. Um, If nature grew it, eat it. If man made it, don't. (laughs) Simplified. That's a simplified. Keep it it simple. simple, Stupid. Eat salt. I love it. Um, One thing I want to say to you is keep good, keep fighting the good fight. Yes, I love to hear that we need board. I hope that you go after the water. I love that that you say you're gonna you're gonna stick up for the kids is great. The school system, obviously, what they feed our kids there is probably goes off that pyramid that yeah you know was developed by whoever. Yeah, we got to change it at this level. Yeah. You know, and this level, community level, yeah. like around our area, do what we can to affect change right here. I love what you do. Keep fighting that good Yes, fight. we, we need more people like you. Do you know what I'm saying? And, so appreciate that. Um, it's been a couple long th- what, Tell us the name of your practice. It is called Full Circle Function. Mm-hmm. I kept saying that. I kept saying um, reverse your health or bring your body back into function full circle. I just kept saying full mm-hmm. circle. I was like, yeah, full circle function. And that's located Functional in Wood River. That's in Wood River. I work out of Dinkelman Health, 21 East Acton. Tell us, tell us some of the things because I've went in there and gotten uh, the IVs, like mm-hmm. the vitamin IVs. Tell them, tell them about some of the things that you do in there that Absolutely. might quick pitch to draw people. Yeah, out. yes, for sure. Fantastic. So yeah, I do functional medicine appointments. I also kind of do primary care. I do see a lot of kids and do their sports physicals <laughs> and things like that. Really help them with uh, hair analysis is great for kids. Um, I do. We have just started offering more IVs. So IVs. Our guts are leaking. We're not digesting food. We're not absorbing nutrients through our guts so oftentimes. So what IVs do is bypass all of that gut absorption and deliver nutrients straight to your cells. So those super deficient people can feel better a lot faster. Um, 
We also offer IM injection, intramuscular injections of um, like methyl B12, super important nutrient for our brain health, for every function in our body, really. Um, Goal is another one that we've been offering. It's glutamine, ornithine, arginine, and lysine, just a bunch of amino acids for those that work out a lot. We really expend a lot of our glutamine, and that if we work out more than an hour, then is this 40, an IV? Is this an IV? This is an injection. Gotcha. Uh, intramuscular injection. So some people can buy it by the kit, and that saves them a little money. Or you can just come into our office and get shots. It's like twenty five, thirty bucks. So, and that is good for those who are really working out hard, longer than a, an hour, and we lose about forty percent of our glutamine stores. So we can be at risk for overworkout syndromes and things like that. So. That's good to know. And then a lot of different IVs that we offer. There's a Myers cocktail, which is like a basic nutrient profile. Um, Immune boost, which is great for this time of year. It's got some glutathione push in it. It's got a lot of the vitamins and nutrients our bodies need to function better. We've got one to alleviate for PMS symptoms. We've got um, get up and go (laughs) (laughs) for uh, indulgence, you know, if you're uh, or a rest and recovery one for those, you know, some of them are like hangover bars are doing them now for whenever people have a little uh, too much alcohol. It can be good for that. Todd. Not condoning, <laughs> right? But, right. You know, if you After do, a, you know, half a glass of red wine, I might need to go get one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So a lot of different ones, and a lot of in the works too. Mm, so I'm good. just just growing and expanding. I've only been into this like a year and a half now, so still a lot of new stuff going on. Doing it all on, on your own has <laughs> been a, a journey. So I've got some staff involved now. So um, you know what. Her and I was kind of said this whenever uh, you were in the bathroom, but uh, I think we could do like a segment on this periodically, Ross, don't you? Absolutely. Have pre- like questions and just people could send us in questions and do this, you know, yeah. regularly. Oh, sure. um, I mean, our, we, <laughs> we posted that you were coming in on Facebook. It got it got a lot of traction. And I didn't put it up until like 9.30 last night. It was late. Yeah, it was, it late, was late. And it yeah. got a lot of traction with a lot of good questions. And one, I'll say on here, it's not towards health, but it is to help you and so people can can find you better somebody asked do you have where can they find you on social media i have full circle function on facebook as well and um i have my own website www.fullcirclefunction <laughs> i didn't know how to answer it so i left it alone but yeah there it is um there. kombucha good love it i do that i drink mm-hmm. I, I always have it i always drink that before my first meal every single day. It's a great enzyme. Apple cider vinegar. Fantastic. Helps regulate blood sugar. It's a probiotic. It's a prebiotic. It's enzymes. <laughs> it's all the things. Yeah. Gotcha. I take a little bit with each meal. It just helps that spike of glucose. Last thing for me, and I'm I'm just, these questions I'm asking now, Ross, are just selfish. Just for my own personal. <laughs> uh, supplement companies. Yeah, they're not all created equally. Well, be and careful. We, we've talked about that because we know like the FDA does not regulate them. Not that it would freaking no. matter if they did. That's exactly <laughs> what I say. But like you can take you can take a jug of protein. You can take a plastic jug, fill it with chalk dust, put fifty grams of protein per serving, and right. no one checks that. They did a study and found that to be true. They did a study on a lot of CVS and Walgreens supplements, and there was sawdust in it. They didn't contain the amount of magnesium or anything that they claimed. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to supplements, you really want to stick to your Tier 2 or Tier 3 supplements. Tier 1 is like Dollar General. I cringe. Um, (laughs) Tier 2 is like 
Green Earth Grocery, Cletus Nutrition, and Godfrey. We're fortunate to have those two places. That's where you get your basic stuff from. Tier three is pharmaceutical grade. It's been third-party tested. It's been, you know, trialed and all of that. What so, tier do you sell? Three. That a girl. Yeah, it's, it's by prescription. Question. Yeah, it's by you yeah, have to I be a prescriber, yeah. or a practitioner to get a hold of these supplements because yep. they they treat and they heal and they cure and I get the results that I want. Some things we can do here, but a lot of the things. Are you still? Are you still mad at me that I took an antibiotic the other day? <laughs> I'm kind of mad at myself. But like, <laughs> I don't you even didn't know. Didn't even call me. I, I dude, what I couldn't heck? even talk. And talk she to handed some me other nurse practice. She handed me an <laughs> antibiotic. I just threw it in my system and like, and then I, that's what I tell. I'm like, I didn't even. Think, I just. And we were all had that group text going, and I sent that. I'm like, I didn't yeah, even think. Yeah, have a penicillin thinking. allergy. I have a penicillin <laughs> allergy. I went took a nap afterwards, and I was like. I don't know if it had anything to do with that. Maybe it's in my, but I was hallucinating. Like, you know, you have a dream. And it was like, just so like lucid. Like I was like, I thought it was real. Is that something that could be connected to that? <laughs> Potentially. <he> just... Especially <laughs> if he's allergic to it. Yeah. Or was this in my head? Oh my God, what have I done? Having I a do. reaction. <laughs> yes. Next time, call me. I promise. I, and I, yes. Please do. Yes. So. We have probiotics. We are going to do this on a regular basis. We've never told someone that in here before, have we, Ross? No. Really appreciate you coming in. Um, Man, I love it. I mean, it's just what me and Todd talk about all the time off the air. Yes. (laughs) So So. thank you so much. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks. Welcome back to a little uh, post show. Uh, We'll talk about, you know, things that we learned and things we agreed with, things maybe we didn't. Um, First off, I'm a little pissed. I thought I would be 100%. Your results look great, Ross. Good job. Keep it up. <laughs> I think there was some things you wasn't because t- we took that little break and she said, "Oh, are you sure you want me to you?" Uh, and like, I'm not sure she gave us the full. There's there's some other things I just going asked on in for there. One or two. I'm sure there's some more stuff. <laughs> we'll find out. It feels weird sitting on the same side of the table with her gone, right? A little bit, yeah. but this is just where the shot is. So yeah. go with it. Um, a couple notes I put, I took down. We'll we'll start with this. I, I I love this fighting disease or causing disease whenever you're eating yeah i mean so you, you look down what are you eating is it fighting disease or is it causing disease? If, if everybody looked at like their meals as that way it would be a lot different like right before you take that bite you know what i'm saying is this yeah. you know it, and especially people who have some uh some health issues going on do you know they could they could uh you know, think about that. You know, say, hey, say you have high blood pressure. Well, you're getting ready to eat something. Think about before you make that choice, is this going to help my blood pressure, high blood pressure, or is this going to hurt my high blood pressure? And if you don't give a shit, eat it <laughs> if it's bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like up to you. Yeah. And I, I think people would probably change some habits if, if that was the, was the case. Yeah. And, and she said this one right off the bat, and it goes hand in hand. Food is medicine. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I've... Um, I, I ate for a long time and got into what I was eating because of how I wanted to perform and look. Mm-hmm. It really, when I first got into, into eating right, I happened to start eating a lot better and right, but it wasn't about that for me. It was about how shredded I could get, right. on muscle, things like that. Uh, it was a very vain reason. But as I kept getting to rabbit holes and finding things out as the years went on, uh, this one is so true. Food is medicine. 
and I think, and I think with the food and exercise thing, they go hand in hand. Like we both started lifting weights to perform and to look good. Yeah. Now I don't, I mean, I want to look good when I go in the gym, but now my thing, it's more of feeling better feel like if I don't work out, it's, I don't, it's, I don't care as much about it physically as how I feel. It's how I feel mentally. If I don't work out yeah. now, that's the same way with food is like when I'm, when I'm eating really good and eating clean and making all the right choices, I feel good, man. Energy, my creativity, everything just feels great. Now, when I'm eating that sugar and just all that, I feel sluggish, a little bit like what you're talking about, like a little bit of depression. I don't know if it's depression, but just no ambition and things like that. Great cloud that's over there is you just you know just i'm not i don't feel at my best mentally or physically but you know it's like you said it goes from now i eat good just because i i feel so much freaking better you know and that's why that's why there's there's so much depression in the world these days so much so many people are depressed and antidepressants and things like that if they would try switching up their diets and get rid of the the food they're eating which is not food it's drugs yeah. you're you're taking yes. you're taking a drug that puts you on a high and then takes you down to a low and puts you on a high and takes you down to a low just like regular like recreational drugs do and if people would just try that for a while they would see they would feel so much better they would feel so much better than the food actually tastes does that make sense like like feeling better eating right the the feeling better feeling is so much better than what 10 seconds worth of ice cream pleasure tastes like and i think you'll agree with with me with this so you get into this rut of eating bad and you know the cause of it Mm -hmm. and you're i mean you are mentally thinking okay i have to start eating get back into my routine healthy bob makes me feel so much better it's difficult to get it go. You the first day you're like, uh, and then you fall back a little bit, and it's like it is difficult to get going back and away from that bad stuff. It's addictive, back. yes. And then once, two, three weeks, and you're back into your healthy routine, and then it seems so easy. But when you take that quick step backwards, it's so much harder to get going again. And so, I mean, everybody is from from me and Todd who eats this way all the time. It's difficult. It's difficult to get going in the healthy direction. But once you get going in it, the way it changes you mentally and physically, and you not and I say physically, but mentally is the biggest thing. How do you how do you like mentally talk to yourself? I always hear these people say, "Oh, you don't negative, don't have negative." I man, if I start to eat something bad, I'm like, you little freaking piece of crap, you're so weak, you're so freaking weak, you little bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I talk to my people. You always see on the on the internet and these things. Oh, you know, don't talk down. No way, man. I beat myself <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? But like, that that's what you got. That's what you get. Whatever it is to motivate you not to freaking to eat that bad stuff and do the, do the bad habits. You know. But like you said, you get off of it. It's like a it's like a drug addict. It really is. And I know I'm harping on it. It sounds a little dramatic, but it's like a drug addict. You get off of it. You're doing great. You're doing, and you get that little taste. You just get a little taste. Sugar's that way, man. You get that little taste of sugar, and bam. That's why I always tell people who like do these keto diets. Keto diet's great. You lose weight, and and but once you have that little taste of sugar or carbs, boom, you're back. You're hooked again, and your weight just skyrockets. You know. You you had a good quote in there about you texting your wrestlers. Yeah, um, it's about what you put in your gas tank. Yeah, and and 
It's the truth. They want to be Lamborghinis. They want to perform. They want to be these high performance. Your body's a machine. They want to be this high performance machine. Well, you can't put cheap, you know, gas, cheap fuel in there. Food is your fuel. Fuel. You put in. You put in good food that's good for you and going to fuel. You're going to perform way better. Yeah. You, you always see a lot of. Prof- you've seen so many, and you. I know you've seen this too. These professional athletes who they get out of college, they're eat. They eat. They still go eat McDonald's, but as they get older and farther along in their careers, they realize that uh, you know those aren't the best decisions to make and they start they get trainers and they get nutritionists and things to help them with their diet yeah. and and our average listener isn't trying to be a lamborghini like these no you know, these wrestlers are but it's still what you put in your gas tank you're not you can't go put you can't go dump soda into your car's tank and think it's gonna right. get you to work and, and so, drive and, and drive properly it's gonna shut down and that's what eventually your body is is unbelievable it takes a lot longer for the body mm-hmm. to shut down but say so, and it's you know it, but you want to perform better and whatever your job is if you put new nutrients in it you're, you're going to be better at everything you're going to be a better parent you're going to be a better husband or wife you're going to be a better friend you're going to be a better everything because when you put the things in that your body needs that needs it, you're just it, it makes it perform better and no matter what you do it doesn't have to be an, an athletic endeavor you know yeah. i don't know we could I, harp on it forever, but yeah, we could. Um, I really, I, I love the segment where she hit on what our kids and toddlers should be eating because I, I, there's, I would imagine just like me and my wife, people struggle with that all the time. Right. It's you're in a hurry, you're the stress of life and the kids and work and whatever, and and you just go the easy route. Um, that that the the. I, f- I feel like right now I have failed Keelan mm-hmm. and it weighs, it weighs heavily on me. And we have made a drastic turn here in like the last couple weeks is when it, like, I was like, this has to stop. We got to stop buying this shit. This stuff has to stop coming into our house. Cause it's not in here. It's not easy to give to her. Um, love that she was able to just give some suggestions on that to our, to our listeners, because I, I know there's a lot of other people that fight with that as well. Um, and then she gave some, you know, suggestions real quick for our listeners. Eat real food. All right. Can't be any more simpler than that. Eat real food. You, you pick up something and, and if it's one ingredient, like you pick up a thing, like she harped on eggs a lot, which I harp on eggs all the time. Yeah. You pick up eggs and you look at the ingredients in eggs. What's the ingredients? Eggs. <laughs> now you pick up a Weight Watchers and what's the ingredients? You can't read them. You don't, it's not. You know, these words you can't pronounce, you know, anything like that. You know, you pick up pizza or my my love of ice cream. You pick that up and you read the ingredients on it and it's not food. It's it's these chemicals and toxins and drugs mixed to make it taste like, you know, food, make it taste good. It's not. And and you brought up a Weight Watchers bar, but I mean, same with a protein bar. Yeah. Same with um, your whey protein that's supposed to help you in the gym. You know, I, I used to take that like crazy. And I, and I backed off of it big time here very recently uh, because it just dawns on you look at it and you're like, uh, they, they, they sort of get a pass, don't they? They get a pass <laughs> and they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> you look at the ingredients of whey protein and there's a lot of shit in it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a, pow- it's a, it's a powder, <laughs> but it's know? just something for whatever reason. Yeah. Pass and, and, you know, kind of in our, um, community and shouldn't. 
Yeah. That was a fun, I, fun. We could have talked to her forever. <laughs> we really could. But like you said, going to bring her back in. And and if you're listening out there, we'll probably have her in, I'm guessing, in a couple months. So if you have questions or anything, like you saw us bombarding her with just person, I want to know personal things, yeah. uh, send them in and she'll be, or, you know, go see her, or email her or Facebook message. You know, we encourage people to go down and get tested, you know, see, see where your problems lie. I really know? encourage people to go check her out. Yeah, go sit in her office and and talk to her. Set up an appointment. Um, she's there to help you get better. She's yes. not there to get you to keep coming back. Yep, you know, she's there to get you better. And like she said before we started, you know, the 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 medical uh, people they they say that like people in functional medicine they're just out to make a quick buck. She's like, do I look rich to you? <laughs> Believe me, I, I, this isn't this isn't a money making thing. You know, it's a. Yeah. And you saw her, the easy route would have been her for her to stay an ICU nurse. And, you know, absolutely. So, but we need more people like her. We do. So we also need people to go see her. Yeah. So she can stay doing what she does. Yep. Next door throat. Next door throat. In 20 years, I'm going to go talk to her. <laughs> All right, my man. It's been a good one. Slay on. Slay on, brother.